Well, hello, it's Pastor Carson from Calvary Tabernacle. Thanks for stopping by the podcast. We hope that it's a blessing to you, whether you're catching one of the Sunday or Wednesday messages, or maybe you're jumping on to listen to one of the Saturday snapshots. We're doing everything we can right here in the beautiful Fountain Square area of Indianapolis to try to reach and connect and disciple people towards Jesus Christ. Enjoy what you listen to, and I hope that it's a benefit to your life. Second Kings 19, if you're there, you're going to look at verse 14. I want, to, I want to give you a little lead in to this little historical understanding of what's taking place, lest the scripture not make enough sense. But there have come letters to Hezekiah. These letters have come from a kingdom that is conquering. And they are walking from city to city and they are conquering kingdoms. And the messengers have brought letters to Hezekiah and you'll watch where letters are brought to him. And read through this in your, your own time and, and look at them and you can see that Hezekiah spends time and he goes to Isaiah and then the messengers come with letters and they speak of the destruction. Verse 14, and Hezekiah received the letter of the hand of the messengers. And he read it. And he read it. Let me pause here and tell you there's some hate mail you shouldn't even read. <laughs> Praise God. But he read it. And Hezekiah went up into the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. He opened up the letter and said, they gave it to me, but I'm giving it to you. Best place to give your bad news is to him. And he prayed a prayer before the Lord and he said, O Lord God of Israel, which dwellest between the cherubim, thou art the God, even thou alone of all the kingdoms of the earth. Thou hast made the heaven and earth. Lord, bow thine ear and hear, open, Lord, thine eyes and see, hear the words of Sennacherib. Sennacherib, which hath sent him to reproach the living God. Of a truth, Lord, the kings of Assyria have destroyed the nations and their lands and cast their, their gods into the fire, for they were no gods, but the work of men's hands, wood and stone. Wherefore, they have destroyed them. Thou, therefore, O Lord, our God, I beseech thee. At some point, it's got to go from a simple prayer meeting to a beseeching prayer meeting. I beseech thee, save thou us out of his hand that all the kingdoms of this earth may know that thou art the God of heaven, even thou only. Then Isaiah, 
son of Amos, sent to Hezekiah, saying, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, That which thou hast prayed to me against Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, God said, I have heard. I want to pray prayers he's hearing. Uh, and I want to preach to you for a little while about a letter laid before the Lord. I feel the Holy Ghost. And I feel the help of the Holy Ghost in this place. I want you to lift your hands and lift your voice. If you've got a Bible, just raise that to the Lord as you pray. And just begin to pray, Lord, we're going to take you at your word tonight. We're going to take you at your word tonight. We're believing you. We're believing this word. Come on, that's it. Lift your voice. Ah, uh, yes. 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 Hear our prayers, oh God. God bless you and you may be seated. A letter laid before the Lord. I bet I'm not the only one in the room who's received a letter that I didn't want. I bet I'm not the only one in the room to receive a past due notice. Anybody else in the room got the courage to admit you've received one of those envelopes somewhere a long time that had one of those red stamps on it? Say final notice. I got an uncle that used to wait on that one. He tell my aunt, that's the one I've been waiting on. <laughs> Let me just help you out, young people. Don't do that. That'll hurt your credit. Anybody remember being young and in school back in the day when letters were a real thing? Some letters you got, some letters you didn't. Didn't want to receive. I, I, I bet there's more than one person in here who passed a note across the room that said, do you like me? <laughs> yes, no, maybe. And I'm going to tell every girl in the room, if you checked maybe, you might as well check yes. Hmm. We take that maybe and tell every friend we had. Not all letters are great letters. I read in a commentary researching and reading through this text, a commentary of one older preacher who received a letter opened up the letter addressed to him on the outside, and when he unfolded the sheet of paper, there was one word on it, and that word was fool. 
So he walked to the podium and he said, this is the first time I've ever received a letter where the person put their name but forgot to write anything. <laughs> uh, I'm going to tell you there's an enemy that's sending mail our way. One of the things that the internet has done to us is it has given people that are not strong publicly a great strength privately. Oh, yes. Keyboard ninjas who will type what they would never say. Oh, you know it's true. They will send you a scathing letter which they would never have the gumption to say to you in person. Sending a letter in the time of Hezekiah was a sealed action. Hezekiah is not the only one who has ever received a letter that he did not want, but he did in fact receive it. He was not the first king to receive such a letter. He was not the first leader to receive such news. There is an army. They are approaching. You will be conquered. Now while many in this room have never received such notice, there are people in here who have received a divorce notice. There are people in here who have received a doctor's notice. There are people in this room tonight who have received the letters of the enemy that while they might not be with the clamoring of armor, they are as weighty as anything Hezekiah felt. And I tell you what Hezekiah had to decide himself. Either I can accept this or I can give this to the Lord. Can I remind us tonight that just because the enemy says it does not mean it is so. The Lord gets the final word. The word of defeat from the enemy that had told Hezekiah preemptively, you might as well prepare for destruction. He had gone to the prophet and now he goes to God. You need a man of God, yes, but you need a relationship with God for yourself. And he walks the letters in and he lays them in the house of the Lord before God. And he begins to pray a beseeching prayer. And here was the backbone of his prayer. This letter is an annihilation of the things of God. Hezekiah spread out the letter and here's what he said in layman's terms. You're bigger than this. And if you don't know the right words to say and you don't know how to write the, the right vocabulary down on paper or you don't have great oratory, let pastor help you right now and tell you all you need are these words. God, you're bigger than this. You're bigger than this sickness. 
You're bigger than this dilemma. I'm talking to somebody watching online, laying in a hospital bed. In fact, Sister Glor is watching right now with Mark and Mike. I want you to know God is bigger than this, Sister Glor. He's bigger than this. Brother Mazdam, what you said, he is bigger than pain. He's bigger than depression. He is bigger than anxiety. God, you are bigger than this. You can either choose to read the letter of destruction or you can choose to read the word of the Lord. Maybe I'm the only one, but I'm gonna tell you, I've got letters I've got reports along the way. I've got some doctor stuff that I went ahead and framed knowing it would be a testimony later. You walk into my office at home, I got hospital stuff in a frame, put it in a frame. Why would you frame that? God's gonna get the glory out of this. And he did. I got stuff in frames from people that should have been dead 20 years ago. But God gets the last Say, I'm not, I'm not saying that the enemy is not strong. They strong. I'm not saying that they're not mighty. They're mighty. But there is a God. I still believe that the gods of this world are made of wood and stone. I believe that the gods of this world are made of technology. But there is a God that is real and is powerful. And I know that the physician's letter might sound different. But his letter, his letter tells us a different narrative. And so some people did not know that they were going to preach tonight. But I'm going to let some of the people preach tonight. Because we reached out to members of this, of this church and I said, I, I want to know. Pastor Lopez, help me with this. I want to know some of their favorite verses about the power of prayer. Sister Vicki Turner said, I love Luke. 11, 9 and 10. And I say unto you, ask and it shall be given. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth and he that seeketh findeth and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. If you don't like Bible being read, you're not going to like tonight's message at all. Judy Houck said, I love Job 42. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job. And when he prayed for his friends, also the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. I feel like praying some of those kind of prayers right that right now. Matt Ripley said, I love Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God and the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Michelle Clymer said, I love Romans 8 and 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities for we know not what we shall should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. She said, I like that every now and then when I don't even know how to articulate it, if I get into the deep place with God and I'll just allow, every now and then you gotta take the letter of the enemy and let God start writing the response in prayer. 
That's what intercession is. With groanings and travails, let the master pull the pin out and begin to pray a rebuttal through your spirit. I know what you said, but God has the final say. With groanings and travailings. Erica Grover said, 2 Chronicles 7, 14 is a constant reminder if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin. I will heal their land. I'm gonna tell you a big part of the reason we're doing a tent revival is because we believe that right there. If if we, his people, will humble ourselves and pray and seek his face and turn, he will hear from heaven. He will forgive sin. He will heal. I know there's been a pandemic. He will heal our land. That's not the enemy's letter, that's God's letter. That's not the enemy's letter, that's God's letter. Michael Jordan said, I love First Thessalonians. Why don't you just pray without ceasing? Anybody find that hard to do? Pray without ceasing. Not when you have turmoil. You let it be your mom in the hospital. Let it be your spouse in the hospital. You don't go very far in between those breaths of prayer. Just, just being a man of prayer, a woman of prayer, praying without ceasing, praying and seeking God. Jolie Kenny said, Jeremiah 29, 12 and 13, then shall ye call upon me and ye shall go and pray unto me and I will hearken unto you. Ye seek me, you find me when you search for me with all your heart. You don't have to wonder whether or not you can find me. If you seek me, you'll find me. If you search for me, I will be available. Darla Sipe said, I love Mark 11 and 23. For verily I say unto you that whatsoever shalt thou say unto this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Sister Sipes, one of my favorite parts about it is that you can pray a prayer like this and the mountain is still standing there. Every now and then you pray a prayer like this and the mountain is still standing there. That does not make this letter null and void. You know what I do? I just open up the letter again and I remind him the one thing you cannot do is lie Michael Jones said I love James 5 and 16 confess your faults one to another pray for one another that you may be healed the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much have you had too much or can I read a few more you alright I'm just letting the congregation preach right now Gail Nelson said, Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore I say unto you, what things, whatsoever things ye desire when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Turn to two or three people and tell them you can have it. Come on, find them, find them, tell them you can have them. 
Rachel Wolf said, I love James chapter one. If any of you among you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to men liberally and abradeth not, and it will be given him. Don't say you don't know what to do. God knows what to do. I don't know how I'm going to get through this. God's got you covered. And you're not alone. Hezekiah, what are we going to do? I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to lay it before God. Alex Golden said, 1 John 5, 14, and this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. Christina Tiller said, Ephesians 3, 20 and 21, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Sonia Max, Sister Max said, Psalm 61, 1 through 3, hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to a rock that is higher than I, for thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. Do we still believe the letter of the Lord? Mike McFarland said, I go to 1 Timothy 2.8. I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and without doubting. Sister Gargan, he said, 1 Peter 5.7, cast all your cares. <laughs> cast all your cares upon him, for he careth for you. Brother Anthony Clymer, Acts 4 and 31. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled there together. And, and the place was filled. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost as they spake the word of God with boldness. What are we going to do with this letter of the enemy? I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to lay his letter on top of it. That's what I've decided. That's what I've decided. I'm going to lay the letter of destruction. Because there's people in this room. How many in this room you've ever received a miracle? God's ever just done something for you that you know it was from God? Brother Growth, you, you know it was from God. You know it was from God. Anybody in this room besides me ever just go ahead and kick the enemy in the teeth with the fact that God is a miracle worker and has performed it in your life? Am I the only one that's ever reached to revelation and said, no, I'm not receiving this from the enemy. I will overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of my testimony. Come on, if he's ever healed you, you are a walking, you are a walking, talking, living, breathing cancellation letter against the letter of the enemy. The enemy is trying to tell some people in this house that they cannot be healed, but there are others in this place that would say, no, that's not right. He is a healer. Has anyone in this room ever been delivered? I know you're dignified now, but have you ever been delivered? 
So when the letter of the enemy returns to you, we've got people that in the last month or so, the enemy has showed up knocking at your door today saying, I'm taking you back. People that have proclaimed and professed and experienced miraculous delivery, the, the, the Lord has set you free, put his letter in your life, and the enemy has showed up like you're still his. And there are people that have been living fearful that they cannot live above addiction and cannot live again. Uh, man, I feel, I know what I feel in the spirit. And I'm here to tell you tonight, you gotta raise your testimony a little louder. You gotta pull out this letter. I'm gonna tell you the devil knows the Bible better than we do. If you will open this up and say, no, 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 no. I'm casting all my cares on him. For he careth, he careth, he careth. He is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or even think. I know what the enemy is saying, but I know what thus saith the Lord. Mamas, I'm talking about beseeching prayers. Young person, beseeching prayers are the kind of prayers where you don't care who hears you as long as God hears you. What if people make fun of me? Who cares what if God hears you? I just want God. I just want God. I just want God. Hezekiah laid those letters out and said, God, you can't get any glory out of this. And Isaiah said, Hezekiah, the Lord has heard. I want you to throw your hands towards heaven all over this house. Let's go stay here for a minute. We're gonna stay here longer than 15 seconds. Let's just stay here for a minute. Just stay here till it turns into petition. Just stay here for a minute. I don't think I'm the only one that has some reoccurring prayers that I am ready for God to get the glory out of. out of this. Pastor, why are you yelling so much? I'm not near it. I'm not yelling half as loud as hell is yelling. 
If you think I'm loud right now, I'm not even scratching the surface of what Hollywood is doing. It's time to be loud. Come on, Hezekiah. Come on, man of God. Come on, woman of God. You might not have got a doctor's notice. You might not have got a bank notice, but you got a notice from hell. You got a notice from hell, and I'm telling you, it's a lie. Unless you do nothing about it. Because, Brother Barkus, I'm convinced that without Hezekiah beseeching the Lord, it happens. He is searching for intercessors. He's looking. Brother Marshall, he's looking for prayer warriors. I believe like you, prayer warriors have opened up countries. I've been in prayer meetings. I've been in prayer meetings where I felt countries open. I was in, a, I was in, an inter, I was in intercession four years ago in intercession and the Lord took me to a crossroad. Boom, sent me. I knew exactly where I was. A physical place in North America. And the Lord said, I've opened this city. I called the pastor on the phone and said, the Lord took me in intercession. And I told him exactly where it was, the crossroads. And I said, the Lord looked at that city where there was no apostolic church and said, I've opened the city. Within one year, within one year, 50 people from that city were in this church. Don't tell me that we cannot shake heaven and disrupt hell when we pray. When you pray, ooh, ooh, ooh. When you pray, when you pray, when you beseech the Lord, I'm not talking about now I lay me down to prayer. Now I lay me down to sleep prayer. I'm not talking about God is good, God is great. Okay? Through the lips and over the gums, watch out stomach. No, 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 no. I'm talking about God. If you don't intervene, we're gonna lose everything. Your name is gonna be blasphemed. If you don't intervene, they're going to think those gods are real. If you don't intervene, those babies are going to be lost. If you don't intervene, Beseeching prayer. I 
I challenge somebody in this room to simply begin saying, I trust you, Lord. I trust you with it, Lord. I trust you with it, Lord. I trust you with it, Lord. There's people in this room right now that have diagnoses that nobody else knows about. And I feel a word from you. You can trust the Lord with it. You can trust the Lord with it. Ushers, I want you to help us. Ushers, I want you to bring those pins in. Somewhere at your pew, you have a post-it, a stack of post-its. I want you to take two of those post-its and pass them down. You may be seated. You can be seated and powerful. Hezekiah messed up on some stuff, but he prayed this prayer right. I'm speaking to people in this room that are, you're not perfect and you know you're not, and I'm not either. But I got a God who is. We've got a God who is able to supply every, every, I'm talking to somebody in this room right now that you haven't been asking because you think it's insignificant. I'm speaking directly to you and telling you it is not. It's not insignificant because it's keeping you up at night. It's wearying your mind. And I feel witness of the Holy Ghost in this room. I want everybody to take one of those post-its right now. And I want you to write on one of those post-its the letter from the enemy, which we're just calling the need you know God has to intervene. Be subtle enough that you can post it publicly. Don't worry, people. Don't put your name on it. No one's going to look at your writing. There's going to be too many to care about what you wrote. But I want you to be honest enough to get it up on the board tonight. Take that post-it, you write. I'm going to tell you, I got some big needs. Huh. Brother Coogan, I got some letters hell sent me. I got some health letters that he sent my family. But I'm not accepting it. I said I'm not accepting it. But I can't lay it before the Lord if I won't acknowledge it. Don't worry, you're not magnifying the problem. I want you to write the need on that post-it, whatever it is. And on the second post-it, on that second post-it, I want you to write, I believe the word of the Lord. I believe the word of the Lord. When Brother Huntley spoke in this pulpit, Mid-American Revival Conference, two Friday nights ago, 
he preached the audacity to ask. And I laid right here in this, in this altar area. I wept right here on these stairs. I prayed with friends. It's not abnormal for me to ask God big things. I got up and shared what the Lord spoke to me. Began to talk to me about pressing for a regional revival of 10,000 souls in the greater Indianapolis area. I boldly proclaimed it and I don't feel one ounce sheepish about it. Not one ounce. But as I was praying, the Lord challenged me to make the church cover their needs with His promises. So we're going to take our audacious asks. We're going to take the health problems you've been praying about for years. We're going to take the heartaches you've been holding for years. New or old. We're about to walk them up here and we're going to put them on this board. As you, as you write down your need and you come, you come to it, I want you to find one of these boards and I want you to put it on there. But if you're willing to have faith right after you put it on there, I want you to take that second post-it that you're going to believe the word of the Lord and I want you to put that right over the top of it. Come, come. Come. When you put it on there, I want you to say in Jesus' name. For some of you, I know this is out of your comfort zone. I, I know that, that you don't want to walk down front. I know that you don't want to do that. And you guys may even have to help me. You might even have to pass it if it gets too congested or, or move another way and maneuver and let people get up. We tried to spread them well enough that everybody could get here. And I know they're going to be covered. You're going to end up probably putting yours over the top of somebody else's. That don't matter. Just get them posted. Just get them posted. Bring it and put it before the Lord. Somebody hear me right now. I curse fear in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the authority of his word and the power of his letter. I curse fear. I curse it back to hell from which it came. Somebody pray that with me right while you're in line. Pray against fear. Pray against doubt. Pray against that anxiety that he was preaching about earlier. 